Hello, hello, hello. You are now tuned in to the Black History Channel. This is a podcast about any and everything black. Straight black. Each week, we will discuss topics about things that we know, things that we think we know, and things that we want to know. Now, without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to the ho- to your hostess with the mostest, the ever-talented, ever-beautiful, always ready, always black, Roscoe. Thank you for tuning in to the Black History Channel. This is our very first, first episode. So let's get down to it. Today's topic, we will be talking about Africa, early Africa, three early African empires. From there, we'll touch on a little bit about slavery, and then we're gonna jump from slavery right into political parties Because with the way that the climate of this country is, we need to have some discussions. Now, I know you're probably wondering, why this girl going to start with early, early African empires? What they got to do with the black history that we want to know, that we need to know? Well, first and foremost, in order to understand black history, like really, truly understand it, You gotta go back to the beginning. And I know that it it might sound boring, and I get it, because a lot of people don't like history anyway. It just drones on and on and on. But with everything, even with games that we play, even with movies, you know, we always need background. So let's get right into it. Three empires in Africa, Ghana, Mali, Songhai. I'm not going to do no, you know, in-depth history lesson because I really don't want to bore y'all and I don't want to be bored. So I'm just going to give a nice brief synapse and then I'm going to explain why it's important and how it connects to slave time, slavery and If we want to say the now, the now too. So the very first empire we're going to talk about is Ghana. This is not to be confused with the present day country, Ghana. This was just an empire around the 6th century. Now, this kingdom, it thrived. Like, whoo man, they call this, this area the land of gold because gold was in abundance the 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 emperors at this time they lived in their nice little mansions (laughs) their kingdoms in the capital kumbi kumbi sale i can never pronounce that don't quote me on that but and in these in these palaces these lavish places they had stockpiles of gold 
and only they was permitted to touch the gold, to have the gold. Like they got buckets and buckets and buckets of that shit. And there's people outside starving. Hmm. That sounds oddly, oddly familiar. Hmm. I wonder why. <laughs> anyway, so in this empire, they had, on top of gold, they had other resources. But because of the gold, its its reputation for having the gold was, it spread all the way to North Africa. And from North Africa, it spread to Europe. And once Europe got this idea that Africa had gold, they spent practically the next decade trying to figure out how to steal these resources. As always, oh my gosh. Lo and behold, the trade routes that Ghana was using to bring in, to transport the gold and to trade with other merchants dried up. It moved on to a different part. Now, because of this, Money slowed down in Ghana, then, you know, agriculture, droughts, civil wars, the Ghana empire moves down, 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 and as it's declining, we're going to move on over to an empire named Mali, not to be confused with the present day country named Mali, okay? And in Mali, there's this warrior. His name is Sundiata. Now legend has it that when Sundiata was little, he he was born crippled. And being the king, the son of a king, you know, he's supposed to be a certain way so he can take the throne. He couldn't do that. There was a whole big kerfuffle with his half-brother and his half-brother's mom and his mom and Sundiata ends up being exiled and he's all over Africa with his mama getting strong, building up his legs, building up an army, knocking shit down. I pick things up and put them down. That's him. Then he comes back to to Mali and he's like, you know what? I've come to claim my birthright. He said to 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 his half brother I challenge you to a duel. He beats the half-brother, obviously. And he becomes the emperor of Mali. Now, the beautiful thing about this is Sundiata, when he brought these, these, let's say states, brought these African states together, he created the very first and the largest African empire ever seen at this time. That's amazing, you know. Soon Diata rules, he passes, people after him come along, they get the throne, they fuck shit up, Mali hits a turmoil, you know, people fighting and shit, people trying to get the throne. Then in comes an African. And I'm fairly certain a lot of you people know about, a lot of people talk about him. 
Mansa Musa. Why is Mansa Musa so important? <laughs> if you go to Africa now, you'll probably find a few mosques that was built during Mansa Musa's reign. This man lived lavish. He was stunting on motherfuckers with his gold. He was like, yeah, here's some gold for you. Here's some gold for you. Here's some gold for you. He took a, a, the way the legend has it, because with West African history, it's told by griots. Griots are storytellers. There's not a lot of written work. So all of this is just word of mouth. So by word of mouth, it was said that when Mansa Musa took his pilgrimages, took it to Mecca, apparently every Friday he built a mosque. But at, during his travels, he was just buying up stuff. Like, yo, let me get that camel. Yo, let me get that. Let me get that cloth. Let me get them beads. Let me get that brick of cheese. And he was just giving out gold. This man gave up so much gold that he inflated it for a decade. Imagine Mansa Musa giving you this big ass gold nugget. And you about, you like, yeah, I just gotta come up. I'm about to go build me like three huts and get me two wives and, and two camels and some dogs. And then when you try to go get your hut, the person that owns the hut dealership is like, yo, that don't mean nothing. You gotta use that as a paperweight, I'm sorry. Blame Man Samusa for that. Although, he did that, Man Samusa was actually a very smart man. He was Muslim. And what he did, but you know, every time somebody wanna go somewhere, but it's far away, and you'll be like, what, Timbuktu? Trying to go to Timbuktu? Did you know he made Timbuktu the epicenter of knowledge? Like, people traveled all, all from all over the world. Well, the Europe and whatever country was developed at the time, you know. <laughs> they traveled there to learn. They had so many books, so, so many artifacts. And then from Timbuktu, he actually built a great mosque. And that mosque was pillaged and raised, but I believe the French later on paid to get it fixed. So if you go to Timbuktu, and I can never pronounce this name right, I think it's it's Jenei, D-J-E-N-N-E. You will see the mosque. I'm not sure if they if they let people inside of it because it's so old, but you might be able to get like pictures and stuff of it. Also, in um, Timbuktu, they, I told you that it housed books, right? At this point in time, this was the very, um, it was it was the great it was a, called the great library it was the biggest library in this area since the library at alexandria i don't know what that is to be completely honest that might be in egypt i don't know don't quote me on that either but as this life goes on shit happens civil wars happen people die 
people fight. Uh, Timbuktu ends up being overrun by the Tuaregs. And much of the stuff in the books and everything inside ends up being destroyed. And... Of course, the Mali Empire declines, same old, same old, blah, blah, blah. We're going to move on over now to Songhai. We ain't going to spend all day on this one because I know you ain't trying to be here all day listening like, oh my God, was she just shut up about ancient Africa already and just get into modern times? Don't worry. I'm almost there. Songhai has a ruler, Sunni Ali Bear. This man, people will call him a tyrant. You, if you look it up in history, some people have actually said he was a tyrant. Because he just destroyed shit. And um, if I'm not mistaken, he actually he helped the Muslims in Timbuktu get rid of the Tuaregs. But there was some type of misunderstanding. And he ends up like... Well, he ended up incorporating Timbuktu into his kingdom, his state, because this is another thing. So we're talking about empires, but Songhai, because Sunni, Sunni Ali joined many different states in the area, this was the largest state ever at the time. I don't know if there's a larger one after that, but yeah, you get my drift. Um... He was he was a really good military dude and he just conquered so much stuff. Cause people he was just like ravaging the motherfuckers. Like, yo. Got his little make makeshift map with whatever lines and shit they got, little rocks and be like, Yeah, we gonna attack from this point, you're gonna attack from that point, and they ain't gonna know and we gonna get him. So he did it. Man was spectacular. Um, what happened to him? Now, this is interesting because, um, either he died, he got assassinated. I don't remember. We don't need to know all of that. After his reign, other people fight for his throne. Some people get it. Some people are killed. Someone else gets it. They're overthrown. Blah, blah, blah. Someone related to him ends up being overthrown by their general. His name, this was Askia Muhammad. He had no, so in order to be a king or emperor, whatever they call you at this time, you have to have some type of lineage. You know, you couldn't just be some random person walking up, you're like, oh, look, a throne, let me sit on it, let me rule. Nah, you had to be of royal blood. Askia Muhammad was not. He overthrew the royal blood. And he was like, this is mine now. This is Sparta. That was him. No lie. I kid you not. He takes over. Now, Askia Muhammad was no Sunni Ali. This man's military strength wasn't as great, you know. But he did have one thing. He had a brain and he said, you know what? I know what's going to help this. I know what's going to make our, 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 our empire strong. 
alliances. Askiya Muhammad was a Muslim, but he allowed non-Muslims to practice their religion. So when they joined his army, you know, because they wasn't forced to convert to Islam, they pledged their allegiance to him because he's like, yo, I'm going to let y'all be who y'all are. Just fight for me. And that's that. Then, you know, Askiya Muhammad gets old and his sons is like, nah, you can't rule no more. They overthrow him. He exiled to somewhere and he dies on an island living peacefully and his kids is fighting over Songhai and then boom they can't take care of it civil war strife famine blah 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 same shit different toilet it falls and that's the last of the three great empires of Africa oh hallelujah holla back it's done see how easy that was just a brief history of Africa and we're gonna move on to our next subject our next topic we're gonna talk about slavery I know y'all tired of talking about slavery but you know what it needs to be talked about motherfuckers will sit here and tell you oh never forget this never forget that well you know what we ain't gonna forget slavery we gonna talk about it Because there's huge misconceptions with slavery that even black people have. So, I hear a lot of people saying, Oh, Africans owned slaves and Europeans invented slavery and blah, blah, blah. Well, to be honest, I can't tell you who invented slavery. I don't know if anybody know who invented slavery. But guess what? I ain't religious. But I believe in the Bible. What they talk about in the Bible? Slavery. When we was in school, history class, social studies, that's what they call it in junior high school. They always talk about laws. And one of the oldest laws on record that we have is Hammurabi's Code. Inside Hammurabi's Code, they talk about slavery. Now, this ain't verbatim because I'm not that smart, y'all. But it's something along the line. If a man injures another man's slave or, like, cuts his arm off or injures his eye or some crap like that, then he has to pay half of what that slave is worth. Ain't that some shit? Like, y'all just gonna go cut your leg off. Eh, it's all right. I bought you for two rupees. Well, they're gonna have to pay me one rupee for you now. Ain't that Fucking crazy. People are not commodities. (sighs) Anyway. Yeah. That's that. Slavery in Africa now. This, this, This is the good part. So remember how I brought up Mansa Musa. Ghana. Land of gold. Yes. In Africa. People were slaves. Yes. Other Africans had enslaved other Africans, yes. But here's the difference. If you can have, Mike and Ike just broke up. Now it's Mike or Ike. Mike is mad at Ike for some nonsense that he did. So Mike invades Ike's box, his Mike and Ike box. And he's like, 
yeah, I win the war. Now, Ike is Mike's slave. But Mike is fond of Ike because they've been together for so long that Mike is like, you know what? You can be my advisor. You can do this. You can do that. So slavery in Africa wasn't a condition. It was just, oh, you know, I conquered your little town. You're mine now. You can do this. You can do that. You know, you can still marry who you want to marry, have your own home. You can be in my army. You're just a slave. You can bring yourself up. So when the Europeans come along, the reason why slavery ended up being what it was, because remember during the Crusades, the Christians was fighting the Muslims, right? They wanted to drive the Muslims out of the Holy Roman Empire, bring in Christianity, Christ, blah, blah, blah. The Muslims was trading gold and spices and other resources with the West Africans. And then the Europeans would go to the Muslims and trade with them until someone sees a map of Mansa Musa. I told y'all this man was extra. Oh my God. That's probably why the gum is called extra. He probably did that. He, on the map, is a picture of Mansa Musa holding a gold nugget. So the Europeans get this idea. They're like, you know what? Instead of going to the Muslims, let's go around them and let's go to West Africa and let's cut the middleman out and go right to the dealer. So they get to the dealer and they start trading with the West Africans. The land of the gold, right? Um, sometime around 1492, we all know what happened. I ain't gonna talk about it because it ain't black history. The Europeans now, they come to the Americas. They need people to work the land. They tried to use the natives. The natives either ran or fought or died because of the germs that, sorry, my nose hit the mic. <laughs> the Europeans brought in. So I don't know whose smart idea, not really smart, that's just rhetorical, whose bright idea was to bring some Africans over to the Americas. So these Europeans people, they see them cultivating the land here, they see them doing this, they see them doing that. So they bring them over to America forcefully, okay? These Africans, the African um, chiefs, let's call them chiefs, chiefdoms, African chiefs that owned slaves gave them to the Europeans in exchange for guns and resources. So these Africans is thinking, yeah, I just got me an AK-47. I'm about to go to this town over here and shoot them up, bang, 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 put them in my chiefdom and rule them. Yeah, but you know what? I'm going to give like five of them to the Europeans. Let them go do that. They thought it was the slavery that they was used to. They had no idea that they was giving their people up to be into chattel slavery. Chattel slavery was a new slave system. The Europeans was like, you know what? You don't speak the language. You don't know the land. Where you going? Where you running to? Can't do shit. You got to stay here and work. So that's what it was. So when people sit here and say Africans own slaves, of course they did. Like at this time, who didn't own a slave unless you was a slave? But there was a difference. And I want people to understand that and stop saying stupid shit. 
Another thing we're going to talk about, indentured servitude. To be an indentured servant, you have to sign a contract. You have to state, oh, I'm going to work for this person for seven years. And once my seven years is up, then I'm, I can be free. That's indentured servitude. That was the Irish. The Irish wasn't slaves. They signed a contract to get to America. Africans didn't do that. They was shackled and they was forced to walk to the ports and they were forced onto boats and unspeakable things happened to them. And they came over, they didn't come to America, you know, the Middle Passage, uh, that triangle, what the hell is it? I don't even remember what that triangle was called. Um, spices, slaves, shit like that. That's slavery. You have any refutes about slavery that you would like to let me know, I'm open. But that's one thing that I wish people would really grasp is indentured servitude and Africans owning slaves. The last topic we're going to talk about, political parties. Now, we all know George Washington was the first president of the United States. But did you know George Washington was anti-political parties? This man said the worst enemy of the government is loyalty to a party over a nation. What did he mean by that? Basically, he was saying, if you put all your faith into a political party instead of your nation, they're not going to have your best interests at heart. I wonder what is going on in the world right now that we need to be worried. Because let's be honest, these Democrats and Republicans don't have our best interest at heart. By our, I mean black. And now we have to choose between the devil we know and the devil we don't know. And the devil we know just might be the worst of all, but we know him. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. 45, Biden, Harris. I'll be completely honest with y'all. Please don't hate me. I really don't want to vote. Like, I cannot see myself voting because I'm not a big fan of Biden and Kamala Harris whoo boy boy oh boy we're gonna learn a new word today about Kamala Harris in this democratic party that we have pandering you know what that is pandering is when you say or do something to try to please 
another group of people that you think that they would like. For instance, y'all remember when Hillary Clinton was running for president and Beyonce was like, God, so my bag swag. What did Hillary Clinton do? Bring out some fucking hot sauce from her bag. Kamala Harris. Um, This woman was eating like a pork chop somewhere for, for pictures. And I know y'all saw that picture of her coming up and playing in them ugly ass Tims. She can't come to New York in them shits. Cause we gonna tell her to get, you, 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 you can't come here with those. That's, that's disrespectful. It's not even like, it don't even have like the double um, grip at the bottom. Like them shits look like something that we could go get from Canal Street like 10 years ago. But why she did it? Oh, cause she wants black people to see she's down with the down. No, you ain't goodbye. Anyway, political parties. George Washington wasn't a fan of it. And I bet you're wondering again, what's, how does all three of these things connect? The empires, the stories of gold, the Europeans come in for the gold, turn it, um, the Europeans find in what they think they found, and then slavery happens. Political parties towards um, the end of slavery. You know, we had our Democrats and we had our Republicans. The Democrats of the Reconstruction era was pro-slavery. I mean, they, they, cause they were, you know, they were the white Southern owners, Southern plantation owners. They needed slavery so they can thrive and make their money. There was a faction of the Republican party now, the Republican Party wasn't so much um, pro-slavery. Like, they was anti-slavery and, like, abolish, abol- abolish. <laughs> your girl needs some sleep. Abolitionist. But um, there was a, par- a, a part of them called the Radical Republicans. And as you can tell from the word radical, they was extra. It was like, yo... We want these people free. Give them free. That's what they want. Let's pass some laws. Let's let's give them civil rights. You know, they're here. They're going to stay here. Let's help them. These Democrats was like, nah. Your boy, Abe Lincoln, was like, nah. Americans, especially black Americans, love... Abraham Lincoln and Kennedy. Both of those dudes ain't give two shits about the rights of black people. Lincoln said if he could preserve the union without freeing the slaves, he would have done it. JFK, when black folks was getting lynched, he didn't care. All he cared about was his little cold war with Russia or the USSR. It's called, you know, be politically right, USSR. So yeah, F that. So the radical Republican was like, yo, give them they shit. Civil war happens, blah, 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 reconstruction. Uh, Lincoln gets one in the head. He's dead. Womp, womp, womp. Uh, now, with these white dudes, I get their names confused all the time. 
I think it was Johnson because Jackson was earlier. Johnson overturned like some shit. Like Johnson was a former slave owner. So obviously he was going to be for the Democrats, right? All right. We're going to go from that to um, Johnson, you know, I think the uh, the Radical Republicans, I think the 14th Amendment was actually, they helped pass it. They did the Freedmen's Bureau. The Freedmen's Bureau was supposed to, like, give jobs and stuff to black people, 40 acres and a mule, take the plantation that you was on, and you could have it. Johnson was like, nah, give them back their land that we took from them. Let them, let the states that left because of slavery join back in the union. Boo-hoo-hoo. From there, we're going to stroll along from Reconstruction to Jim Crow. During Jim Crow, something happens during Jim Crow. We, we learn about this in school all the time. Great Depression. Stock markets crumble. Banks can't pay people their money. It's just the world is all fucked up. Got a president named Hoover. Hoover was a um, firm believer in the government not helping its citizens. And then a Democratic nominee comes Franklin Delano Roosevelt he believed that the government should help its people now remember I told you during reconstruction Democrats was pro-slavery right so these Democrats sorry these Democrats wanted, um, like, they, they were the government officials. Republicans was opposite them. So during FDR's time, the Republicans actually was like, nah, the government shouldn't be involved. Like, if these people are poor... They have to bring themselves up. Like, they got to figure it out. If we could figure it out, they could figure it out. So now the, the roles have reversed. So these old radical Republicans, they've become the new Democrats. And these old Democrats have become the new Republicans. So from the 1800s to, like, the 1930s, that's when the switch happened. So when people say... Oh, the Republicans freed the slaves. Yes, the radical Republicans were pro-slavery, I mean, um, anti-slavery, and they fought to help them get their, you know, end their servitude. But that wasn't the Republicans of now. The Republicans of now would technically be the Democrats of then. Ain't no technically, because a lot of these Republicans now are just racist as hell. So, yeah, the Republicans of now are the Democrats of then. Which is crazy. And, ladies and gentlemen, my gender nonconformist people, 
my they them you lovely lovely folks that concludes our very first episode i want to thank you for tuning in and if you lasted this long you are most definitely a trooper i tried to make it lively and entertaining if you have any feedbacks let me know hit me up on instagram at the black history channel the e in channel is a three C-H-A-N-N-3-L. I'll be here every week. So shoot me a holler. Let me know. Um, I'm going to try to be on all platforms. So please leave your comments. Give me some stars, y'all. And, you know, spread the word. Let people know that your girl is out here helping people learn the right way, not the white way. And on that note, I hope you all enjoy your night or your day. Meaning the United States, expect us to follow you into creating a free world when back in the United States, you are clubbing black men and women to death and shooting them down. How can you expect us to do that?